Hi, and thank you all for, um, for coming. I know some people come long uh, journey. Uh, we will have a brief talk about Al-Khidr, or the green one, from uh, Islamic uh, Sufi perspective. Uh, the talk will be uh, three sections. Uh, first will be about the color, why is it green, why it's called the green one, and um, his name in uh, some Arabic sources. Uh, what did they call him in the books? And the second section will be about his mission, how the school, the Islamic scholars and the Sufi masters um, see his spiritual myth mission to them. And then um, last thing we'll talk about is his uh, spiritual status uh, in the Islamic uh, history and uh, uh, within the Sufi community. So the name and the color, well, um, some Arabic sources, uh, uh, he's known uh, in some sources as Talia, or sometimes, I think Ibn Arabi mentioned Balia, the son of a king, because he was actually, as the myth says, that he was the son of a king, and then he drank from the water of life, the aqua vitae, and that's given the capacity and the ability to live eternally and perpetual lives. Uh, and also, actually, in other sources, mention uh, Ilya, which sounds echoing uh, Eliza, uh, you mentioned Tom earlier. Um, as for the colour, uh, nothing better than the Prophet himself, the Prophet of Islam, the Prophet Muhammad, uh, is a very famous hadith about uh, Al-Khidr, when he was asked about him. And he did say that uh, Khidr was named Khidr, as in from Akhdar, which is the green, or the green one, literally. Is because wherever he prays, or wherever he stood upon a barren land, it revives and goes green. Um, so uh, hence the, the green uh, name, and hence where comes the colour. And also, as a colour itself in the Islamic, um, uh, through the Islamic history, it's been, a, in a matter of fact, it was actually the Islamic flag for a long, long time, for centuries, until only very recently, in the 20s, after the dissolution. Uh, but it was always the, the green was always the flag, and um, maybe Guy would tell us more about the alchemy. But I, I believe that the green and Friday is uh, is con are connected in the, the alchemy of days, and Friday is indeed the the holy day in um, um, in Islam uh, as well. And I know that Friday is also connected with Venus. Uh, we talked about that uh, as well. So there's a lot of connections to do with the with the color. Uh, and uh, its spiritual meaning from different aspects. Uh, with regards to the, um, um, the mission, well, there is a Sufi uh, saying which says, uh, khidr. for each uh, time uh, there is khidr. So they did indeed believe that um, he's eternal and he was very significant through the Islamic thoughts in general and particularly for Sufi practitioners. And... Um, they believe that he is eternal, mystical, mysterious master. And he guides them through um, their Sufi path, uh, sometimes through dreams or visions. And as we will see a couple of examples uh, in a minute. Um, um, and he's been acknowledged actually from the very, very early stage through uh, the Imam Ali, who is of, of course the, the cousin of the Prophet Muhammad. Uh, he, in many uh, writings of uh, the Imam Ali, uh, he, he mentioned to his disciples some supplications. He's been taught himself by uh, the Green One or Al-Khidr. 
Um, and um, we cannot uh, mention Al-Khidr without mentioning Ibn Arabi, because he indeed, uh, he was very generous to leave to us a legacy of a lot of uh, writings and with um, many, in many occasions about his relation he, uh, with, with, uh, with Al-Khidr. I can mention a couple. Uh, of course, um, he did say clearly that uh, I wore, I, I've worn the green uh, cloth, which is uh, the, um, it, it's a sign for initiation. So we can see that he, he claims that he's been initiated, spiritually initiated by Al-Khidr. Not just that, also his master and the master of his master, he did mention that they all been, uh, they all uh, have worn the, the green um, um, cloth. And um, another example, I found it quite fascinating. It shows how uh, Al-Khidr is actually alive within the community, within the, the, the Islamic community and the Sufi in particular community. So Ibn, again, by Ibn Arabi, he was in disagreement with one of his masters once on, some, uh, on a subject. And then um, he, left, he left him, he left his master after he disagreed with him. And um, he saw uh, uh, Al-Khidr. And he, uh, Al-Khidr told him, oh, um, go back and submit to your master. So he, he went back to his master. And then he, uh, his master told him, oh, uh, oh Muhammad, that's his, um, his first name. Oh, Muhammad, do you really need Al-Khidr every time you disagree with one of your masters on, uh, on any certain occasion? So it's, it's amazing. So obviously he didn't know about his uh, relation, his, his talk with Al-Khidr. He obviously, he must have himself that kind of connection as well as Ibn Arabi with Al-Khidr. So uh, that shows how much he is within, he is just alive within the community all the time. So uh, the last section, which is the spiritual status of um, Al-Khidr, as uh, how the scholar see it. So uh, uh, I thought the best uh, way to describe that is through uh, God himself, how he described Al-Khidr in, uh, in the Quran. And um, the story is... Um, is mentioned in chapter 18, which is Al-Kahf, uh, about 22 uh, verses from verse 60 up to verse 82. Um, I will only stress on two verses um, uh, that talks uh, particularly about um, uh, Al-Khidr. And, um, but I will paraphrase the story first from uh, uh, about Musa uh, uh, himself, Moses, um, when he, uh, uh, the journey to approach uh, the green one or Al-Khidr. So um, Moses, he, uh, he thought that he is uh, the one that is most knowledgeable uh, at his time. And then he, uh, uh, he, he's, he's been, it's been revealed to him that uh, it's actually there's someone who's more knowledgeable than you are and knows more. Um, Moses uh, asked about who is that man. Uh, and he's, he's been told that he is, uh, you will find him at the junction of the two seas. So... As per the, uh, the story in the Quran uh, uh, meant, uh, said that he took his, uh, his fatah, his, his servant boy, with him um, uh, go on a quest to find uh, Al-Khidr. Um, on the way, uh, he was very determined, as per the Quran uh, said, that he, he was very determined to, to the point that even if I journey for a long time, Hakaba for maybe centuries, sometimes translated as. So he went with his, uh, with his boy, having some rest on, um, uh, uh, on a rock, and then they, they realized that, oh, the boy apologized to Moses and realized that they, 
they 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 missed they uh, they forgot the fish and he thought oh I'm sorry the the shaitan must have must have um, made me forgot the fish has uh, dropped in the sea or made it made its way to the sea burrowing to the sea it's been revived by just a drop of water um, made its way to the sea. And I will get back to that uh, in a minute uh, as why the fish has been revived. But continuing to the, um, to the story, uh, what happened, Musa was actually, uh, he said, actually, that's fine. That's actually what we were seeking. He knew that was the sign uh, for him that that's where he would find Al-Khidr by the junction of the two seas. So the two uh, verses I'm going to um, read out uh, from that point is uh, verse 64 and 65. Uh, it says, uh, Moses, Moses said, that is what we were seeking. So they returned back, retracing their steps. There they found a servant from among our servants, whom we had granted a mercy from us, and who we had taught knowledge from our presence. Now, if we stop here a bit on the, on the verse, uh, that, to see how much uh, blessing and how much uh, the verse has been beautifully put to, 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 let, to explain to us. Of course, I haven't mentioned that. Uh, he hasn't been, uh, Khidr hasn't been mentioned by name. He only referred to him as a servant among our servants or a slave among our slaves in other translations. Um, but... Uh, by the agreement of all the Islamic scholars, that is uh, uh, referring to him. So he's been granted a mercy, and this is uh, this in, in the in the Quranic con- uh, context through uh, through other uh, part of the Quran. Grant a mercy is a sign of uh, prophethood. So uh, he is believed he's believed to be a prophet uh, by the majority of um, of Islamic scholars, and also he's, he, he's got the knowledge from our presence, which is al-ilm al-ladunni, the ladun knowledge, which is uh, the unseen knowledge, the esoteric uh, knowledge, and that's something al-Khidr uh, possess. So, um, what hap- if, if we uh, try to read the story um, with a, a bit of a symbolic narrative, um, Moses uh, meets uh, Al-Khidr uh, by the junction of the two seas. Um, the two seas referred in the Quran in many, in many other occasions uh, is known as the, the fresh water and the salty water, the river and the sea. The river with its linear, uh, linearity and its um, uh, di- direction, uh, it's, it's very direct, linear uh, to the nature. And it refers to the station of uh, subsistence uh, uh, into God, or Baqa, which is in which Moses were at this time. And that the sea, which is vast and enormous, uh, unpredictable, um, it's, uh, it refers to uh, the station of evanescence, station of extinction into God. Uh, and that's where... Uh, the, uh, the knowledge of the Khidr possess, almost like the knowledge of the exoteric um, knowledge of the divine and the esoteric knowledge of the divine. And they meet at the junction, which symbolized the, the human soul uh, at that time, or Barzakh, uh, uh, as it's, it's in Arabic, or as uh, I think Henry Corbin referred to it as the, the Mandas Imaginalis, or the Imaginal World, where they meet. So um, 
he had to, to approach, he got to, to remember that uh, this is almost like an ascent journey to Moses. So he got to leave behind his um, earthy needs, uh, and that is symbolized in, uh, in the fish, the, all the food, the earthy needs. And uh, also, he's got to leave behind his boy, which is, uh, is symbolized uh, the, um, the rational mind. He's about to go through a spiritual, completely different dimension, real, completely different realm of existence. And it's very subtly mentioned in the Qur'an, uh, this uh, um, idea of leaving his rational mind behind. We notice that in the verses I just mentioned, uh, most, um, uh, yeah, where are we? Yeah. Uh, they, they found a servant. And it's, it's all, all that time he's been talking about they. They went through a journey. They, they found the servant. Now, once he found Al-Khidr, Moses uh, said unto him, Shall I follow thee, that thou mightest teach me some um, of what which thou hast been taught of sound judgment or, or right guidance? So it's only I. Now it's only Moses. He had to leave his rational mind behind. Um... Uh, to to go through that spiritual journey, so you can see that uh, that's how the green man or the green one is uh, is uh, portrayed in the Quran, um, um, and it's uh, the possession of uh, that spiritual uh, knowledge. Uh, I think I would like to to end up with uh, uh, just uh, a quote from Junaid, who is um, uh, one of the master of Sufi uh, orders. He's referring to his knowledge as the unveiling lights from the recesses of the unseen. Thank you.